Ah, uh, shit. Fucking hell. Yeah. Alright, so you're hosting. Go for it. You're not. I'm joking. <laughs> oh my god, I might cry. <laughs> Welcome to Upload, everybody. Uh, the podcast that uh, spends 45 minutes talking shit and uh, occasionally <laughs> uh, some good stuff. Uh, and of course, it's the, it's the movie show that we rely on you to fact check us all the time. <laughs> In fact, we would be disappointed if you didn't. Correct. My name is Glenn. My co-host is Chol. Uh, she also <laughs> goes by Chloe. Hey, Chloe, how are you? Hey, I'm good. How are you? Good. Um, so yeah, the movie games that we play on this show are uh, two people party games, and and that's fun. Two two people's a party, right? <laughs> totally. Three's a crowd, man. So I mean, the less yeah. people, the better. To be honest, <laughs> actually, no. That episode with Ben was super fun. I loved that episode. So that's not true at all. Do you do, do you want do you want me to rack off? Um, bye. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Take it away. I know. I totally. I totally like. I want to exit the screen, but I'm afraid I'd turn the whole fucking chat off. So I won't do that. <laughs> See, if it was just me, the whole show would just be me like rapping Baby Got Back. So Yeah, we don't, don't want that. So I will push on. <laughs> <laughs> Obviously, you can hear us anywhere you get podcasts from. Um, we reckon you should check us out on Newsly. Uh, go to newsly.me and download it right now. It's free. It's a super app. Um, not only can you get all the podcasts from pretty much everywhere in the world, uh, the the whole app specializes in bringing news to you from around the world, the breaking news from over 80 different countries, and then it uh, reads it all back to you in a natural human voice. The actual, you know, interestingly, the the app began as a uh, designed for the blind and visually impaired community, and it, they just discovered that it was beneficial to other people as well. So it's sort of taken Aww. off, taken off from there. But they are they do have a premium subscription service, which gets you a whole lot more than the free uh, normal uh, area of the app. And uh, we've got a free month of that premium for you if you use our exclusive code Wednesday up late. So go to newsly.me and download it and use that code. There we go. Newsly. Yes. So what's up? What is up? Um, I've had a, I've had a week. I've had a week off work. I'm going to let you get to that. But I've had a week off work and I've paid no attention to cinema news, theatrical stuff whatsoever. Are you feeling okay? I know. I just needed that decompression. Like I really needed mm-hmm. it. Um, I, I mean, I kept apprised of a few things, but what do you got? What do you got to say? I went to the movies. Holy shit! Can't believe it. I can't believe it either. It uh, it was my sister's birthday, and um, did what mum and I used to do for my birthdays and special occasions, and hit the theatre and yeah, saw a-, a moving picture, and it was <laughs> phenomenal. Um, a couple of points. Uh, mm. Firstly, I went to see Barbie, Excellent. of course. Mm-hmm. I adored this movie. I thought you might. Adored it. It was everything I wanted it to be mm-hmm. and more. Yep. The only thing I will say about it, sure. to me, it did feel a little disjointed yes. at times. Absolutely. Um, which I think was the point. But it just... Uh, I don't think it was the point. I think it was just... It just happened to ha- turn out that to way. To be that way? Okay. Yeah. It did feel a little disjointed. So, yes, I, there was that. Other than that... Yeah. <sighs> it kind of... I mean, I loved it too, but I do feel it, the middle act lag big time. Um, and it wasn't just necessarily all the stuff in the real world, but that portion of the film in the middle, I felt, really dragged on and they really could have sped things up a little bit. But, um, yeah, no. Probably. Fantastic. Fantastic I love the way all the characters played out. 
I love the sort of overacting nature of everything that it was. Yeah. I thought it was perfect. Um, <laughs> so much pink, so much pink. I was just in my element. I loved it. And then I also mixed my popcorn with my Maltesers. So, I mean, it was just like the perfect <laughs> movie going experience. I you sat will... up the yeah. back in the middle. It was wonderful. You will never listen to Matchbox 20 the same again. <laughs> you know, it took all of my effort to not start singing along. <laughs> yeah, I know. Because I freaking but love the, that song. The all-in beach scene with the guitars was just oh. like... And like, I mean, the, the hilarious thing about it, like, you know, it's had its um its critiques and all that people coming from either side of politics going at this film, which is just amusing to me. But um one one of the things I love is that one of the criticisms is how heavy it is on the the feminism and you know patriarchy matriarchy thing, which didn't bother me at all. But I do love that Ryan Gosling ended up completely outstaging um Margot Robbie. Like he made this for show. sure. Yeah. For sure. You know, the irony of that is not lost on me. It's hilarious. He, you know, I was, I don't want to say skeptical, but I was just like, oh, okay. All yeah. right. I, no one else. No one else <laughs> could have done that. He did it so well. Yep. You know, when he realized patriarchy wasn't about horses, he kind of gave up in the end. And that to me, him saying that line is just out of perfection. He rocked it, he nailed it. And, even Simi Leota, I Leo Leota, Simi loved him, mm-hmm. and Alan. Oh, poor Alan! <laughs> <laughs> there was a whole lot of actors that declined the role of Alan, and it ended up going to Michael Sarah. Um, yeah, and including one of them was um. Oh Jesus, I've lost his name already. The guy from Mindhunter and Glee, and Hamilton. Oh, okay. What's his name? What's his name? Uh, uh, I um, can't Jonathan Groff. Yes, Jonathan Groff. He was give, offered the role as well. He would have been great in wow. it. He would have been great in it. He He's yeah. great in pretty much everything. But yeah, that was my movie going experience. It was Wonderful. cathartic. It was needed. Um, and yeah, loved it. If there was one movie that you had to see at all this year for you personally, I think it was probably that one. Yeah. 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 Sweet, sweet, sweet. Yeah. Okay, so I'm not going to ask you if that was overrated or underrated. I think I know your answer. <laughs> let's uh, let's move on to overrated, underrated. First, um, I guess we call it game of the week. Um, we don't we don't score this one, do we? No, there's no way to score this one. I mean, I've kind of given up on the scoring. Oh, okay, honest. that was your idea. What? Well, I know <laughs> a lot of the games that we play is just so impossible to score. So I mean, I kind of forget about it when I'm when I'm doing it. But I mean, we can we can definitely. Nah, don't worry about Try. it. I mean, the other thing too is when we actually do score, we forget to punish the the loser. Yeah, which was the whole point. Yeah, um, and the loser is normally me, so I'm not having fun anymore. It's uh, just a so... fucking <laughs> fucking epic fail, if you ask me. It was a shit show. I bet. I mean, what part of this show isn't yep. a lot of the time really? Yep. Anyway, yeah. Overrated, underrated. Let's do it. Let's do, you want do to go it first. Sure. Glenn, overrated, underrated. Expendables. I would, look, I'm going to say underrated. I think yeah. it's a, like, yeah, because it, it's a hard one for me. Like, because it's just kind of, it's just a typical action movie for me. These are the type mm-hmm. of movies I was raised on, uh, the type of movies that informed my, you know, my love of cinema. And when the first one came out, it was exciting. Like, it was a real throwback. All these old actors that are, had been washed up are finally getting a chance to shine again. And it was ridiculed. Like it was ridiculed fairly heavily when it came out, and 
lo and behold, it spawned a massive franchise because number four yeah. is coming really soon. Yeah. But I do think it was underrated. I think it was unfairly criticised at the time. It's probably a little bit more respected now that it's found its audience, but I think at the time, definitely. Yeah, I think um, I'm going to go the opposite because yeah. I hear a lot of um, men mm-hmm. um, claim this is one of their favourite movies. Yeah. Um, and if I'm going to be completely honest with you, I don't even remember it. Yeah, no, like, fair enough. I've, I've seen it and it doesn't. It did not strike a chord it with makes, me whatsoever. It makes sense that a lot of men say that because it's no different from a lot of females saying that still Magnolias is their favourite film type of thing. Like it's, you know, it appeals to the testosterone fueled men, you know, which, you know, that's that's the nature of the species, isn't it? Um, and so it makes sense that, you know, they would gravitate towards that one. But fair call, fair call. What about, um, what about Moulin Rouge? Oh, this... This got a lot of hype and it deserved it, I think. So I don't think it's underrated or overrated. I think it's perfectly sitting right where it needs to be. Mm-hmm. Um, it's still appreciated. They turned it into a, a stage show which went phenomenally and got the praise that so it deserved as well. So At the time you first saw it, it lived up to the hype? Yeah, absolutely. Okay, cool. Sweet. Absolutely. And it was one of those movies um, and um, I don't even know if I should say this. Uh, he's probably not even watching, but you know, one of my best friends in high school would sit and watch this with me and he would tear up and mm-hmm. he would get emotional over it. And it was written, you know, he was one of like nine kids. So it was nice to see him to be able to show his emotions with that film. So I think it did exactly what it needed to do. Yeah, wicked. Um, I saw that three times at the cinemas, I, I got to admit. I was completely blown away by the spectacle the first time and then it was like oh i've got to take my mum and then i've got to take a friend like mm-hmm. it's one of those things where yeah you got to see this movie um i haven't watched it in the longest time so i'd be keen to go back and watch it again yeah it was um you know sometimes i find nicole kidman hard to watch mm-hmm. but this is one of those movies that it's not hard to watch her for me i uh, really yeah. enjoy her in this i must role. admit as much as i like you mcgregor i kind of would like to see this film with someone else in the lead male role Oh. To be honest with you. Yeah. I think there's someone else that could probably elevate it even more, but I have no doubt that they could definitely elevate it. Um this kind of I did have a bit of a crush on him for this movie. He was just Excellent. so sweet and, and his accent, it was lovely. <laughs> What's the next one? Um, all right. Maybe a bit controversial, but Terminator. One, first one. The OG. Well, Terminator One is completely rated. It's 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 if anything underrated because I think that, as you know, I know that you love Terminator Two. I think that's completely overrated, right? I think, mm. and that that's why because I think the first one uh, is such an amazing sci-fi action movie in its own right that kind of got overshadowed by Part Two. I think it's a better movie than Part Two. And I think that that's where the attention should be on which one is the classic. I think the fact that maybe number two probably resonated more because of number one, right? Like people were eager to see where he was going to take it. It had the added fact that it had revolutionary special effects. It had a killer soundtrack, you know, Guns N' Roses, all that kind of stuff. And a cool kid on a motorbike. Like that kind of, I think that's where this movie became iconic, but but it wouldn't be iconic without the first one, and the first one gets overlooked. So I'd go number one. Yeah, the first one completely overrated. Underrated, sorry. Underrated. Yep. See, 
I think number two could be like a standalone. Like you can tell that story without having seen the first one. And I'm pretty sure I did actually see Terminator mm-hmm. 2 before actual Terminator. Sure. So I do think that it and it can carry the story without having the first one as well, which is Definitely. why I think it is a little bit overrated. However, I can appreciate um what it did as well. And especially for like Arnie and stuff, like it, it set him on fire and set like got him out there, you know. So we'd all have to appreciate that. But um yeah, I just feel like it's a little bit overrated because once number two came along, I didn't I felt it might have been a little bit redundant. Yeah, no, I disagree completely. Oh no. That's all right. We'll leave that one for oh, Twitter. Yeah. Well not Twitter. Fucking <laughs> TikTok. Yeah, fuck Twitter. He's done it again. All right. What about my turn? Mm-hmm. Mm, which one next? Bohemian Rhapsody. Oh, I've only seen bits and pieces of it. Um, yeah. <laughs> okay. So you would say it's overrated? Probably. Yeah, so would I. From, from what I've seen. Yeah, I think, from what I've seen. I think, like, and it's it, it could have been a, a remarkable movie and it's one of the great examples of uh, most horribly miscast movies in years. Like Rami Malek as as Freddie Mercury was just awful casting. He's such oh. a he's such a wooden actor. Like you look at his face, he's got no expression. Like he really doesn't know how to emote, and that's part of his appeal in other things like Mr. Robot and whatever. He's a sort of a yeah, just a. It's like a, a plank a of dead wood. Hand. It's like a plank of wood. Like <laughs> you may as well just draw eyes and a fucking mouth on him, and then you've got Rami Malek, right? <laughs> And for him oh to do God. Freddie Mercury, it felt like a real caricature because he had to try hard to get that personality. And I mm. think other people that had been contenders for the role or other people in general could have done a much better job. At one point in time, Sasha Baron Cohen was going to be in the lead. He would have mm-hmm. been better. Like, he has that charisma. Like, he has the ability to to prance and make it look natural as opposed to try hard. But do you think people would have taken it as seriously with um, Sasha Baron Cohen? Because I sure. definitely wouldn't have. No, for sure. Actors constantly jump across into drama. You know, the greatest actors, you got Robin Williams, you got Jim Carrey, like their best roles are dramatic. Like there's no reason why. But I think there's also a difference between the comedy that um, Robin Williams does and Sasha Baron Cohen. You know what I mean? I, like- I, no, I don't. I don't at all. I don't at all. Both envelope pushes, both um, lunatics and... I definitely think any comedic actor can jump into drama and anyone could be better than Rami Malek in that film. Okay. <laughs> Fair enough. Fair yeah. enough. All right. It Happened One Night. It Happened One Night? Is that the um, Titanic film? No. No, I, I haven't seen this one. Which one's that? So this is a movie from the 20s or the 30s. Mm-hmm. Um, it's. I'm going to tell you that I think it's completely underrated. Yep. And you're proving my point here yep. right now. I was shown this movie in high school by one of my teachers and it's mm-hmm. stuck with me ever since. Yep. Um, I think it was one of the first times that um, a girl sort of lifted up her skirt and showed her knee. Sure. And it's like a famous scene. She They're stuck on the side of the road. She lifts mm-hmm. up her skirt He's been trying to flag him down with his thumb the entire time. She lifts it up and a guy stops, like, screeches his tires. And you can imagine how that goes in a 2030s film. Mm-hmm. And it's just it's just a beautiful, beautiful piece of film. Mm-hmm. And it's was something it... that you should definitely see. Well, I will. Um, were there accolades? Like, was, were there laurels that came with this film? Did it win awards? Like, 
Tell me it's I actually I actually don't know. I I mean there's every chance it's it one point. of these films that I'll know exactly what you're talking about when I actually look look it up. Can I oh. Google what it is and show okay, you a picture let's, and see um, if it... let's just stop the show for a sec while we do this. We're not actually stopping, the people just have to wait for us. <laughs> I know the title actually. It is I haven't seen it. There we go. Oh, for fuck's sake. Yeah, I have seen this. It's Frank Capra, of course. Um, yeah. Yeah. Uh, look, I I haven't got an opinion on whether it's overrated or underrated. I do know how much I love Frank Capra as a filmmaker. Like, he's one of the greatest. Uh, cool. Yeah, no, I would probably agree with you. Definitely underrated. It's mm. just one of those pieces of film that, um, you know, some people these days don't appreciate uh, films for what they were back then. And I admit some of them are a little boring um, and and hard to sit through, but this just isn't one of them. It's just wonderful. Yep. Excellent. I'm going to revisit that, though, because it's been a while and I've been diving into a lot of 1920s and 30s films lately. So Yeah, you should. It's it's amazing. (laughs) All righty. What about Turning Red? Can you elaborate? Oh, the Pixar movie. I loved that movie. I definitely think it was underrated it copped a lot of slack there yeah um at one point because it depicts a girl getting her period mm-hmm. um which hello every single female in the entire well not every single female but pretty much every single female in the world gets their period like yep. newsflash um and it, it got <sighs> i feel like the storyline could could have been a little tighter yeah. Um. It kind of went off in kind of a few different aspects with the boy band and the turning mm. into a red panda and all that kind of <laughs> stuff. So I feel like if they had a stuck to one sort of theme ish, it would have been a little bit better. But I generally loved the movie. I thought it was sure. really wonderful, and my kids still ask yeah. to watch that movie as well. Oh, fair enough. There you go. I hated it. I'm sure. <laughs> <laughs> And look, to be honest with you, I don't like. Yes, some of the criticism was levied at it because of the the themes of the the girl going through puberty and and getting her menstrual cycle, all that kind of stuff. But I think that's only a very small part of it. I think the the overriding criticism was more that Disney, in particular, let alone Pixar, but Disney in particular, have been going down this path of um, it's almost preaching. They're they're putting so many particular messages in their film that lean to a certain way where it's probably not I don't feel like it's required to be political in kids films and I uh, think I, I don't think, know about political well it kind of is because um I don't want to get political on this show but it's hard to have that conversation but um and I don't want to use a trigger word either but it's Disney in particular in the last five to ten years have been going woke is what the criticisms are and I think that's just that for a lot of people that was just another example so the criticisms were easier to make about it and i have that criticism of disney in general and so it's very easy for me to dislike this film but that's not the only reason like i just the storytelling didn't work for me on this one um yeah anyway, i agree i just, the I just don't like i don't like a studio that makes billions of dollars a year telling me how i should think that's what i don't like yeah but that's a lot of films i think kind of trying to sway you in one way or another and make you I, feel I things one way I, or the other no, make you feel things emotionally yes but politically i don't I don't appreciate it. Mm. I, from my point of view, if I was to watch this movie as a 
10, 11, 12, 13-year-old girl, Mm -hmm. and it was depicted on the screen that it's, you know, her mum was prepared, she Mm -hmm. had all this kind of stuff ready for her and kind of explained to her what it was, that would have been eye-opening for me. There's nothing wrong with that. I I have no issue with that. There was nothing that we had as Mm -hmm. girls. And in terms of political, I didn't really see a lot of political stuff in that film per se, Mm -hmm. Uh, but I'm saying from my point of view, um, I appreciated that because I think a lot of little girls will appreciate it the way that I probably would. Sure. Next one. Next one, Joker. Hmm. All right, Joker. Instinctively, like, I just want to say that it's overrated. But I'm going to just stick with middle road there and say rated because it's it's a great performance piece. Um, maybe overrated in the sense that it is there's there's zero originality to it. It is essentially a remake um, of a couple of Scorsese films. Um, so yeah, no, I look. I wish they'd made it differently. To be honest with you, keep it as edgy and as um, dramatic and traumatizing as it is but give us a story that hasn't been done and isn't easy to to recognize the i guess the plagiarism yeah so there so in the end of the day i'm swaying i'm just gonna say it's um it's overrated it is it's totally overrated it's (laughs) so overrated i hated that film it was i just sat down and i watched it i was like well that was a fucking waste of two hours really yeah did not enjoy it one so does that mean you probably won't enjoy those Scorsese films? Um, I don't know. Okay. I'm not sure. I what it depends what Scorsese films you're talking about. But oh, well, the two, uh, the two, like it, the Irishman. I fucking hated that movie too. So. No, the the two that it really taps into. One is The King of Comedy with uh, Robert De Niro and Jerry Lewis, and the other one is Taxi Driver with Robert De Niro. Okay, well, I haven't yeah. seen Taxi Driver. Okay. Yet, and I yeah. don't think I've seen King of Comedy, so I don't know. I can't give you that opinion. All but right. Cool. We'll Next see. one. All right, how about Hacksaw Ridge? Oh, underrated. Wow. Uh, Casting Mm -hmm. was a bit of an issue for me in this film. Yeah. But I really liked this film. The fact that, the fact also that, right, that it was, Pretty much Australian made. It is Australian and made, yeah. Filmed in Australia and had a lot of Australian actors in it. I really appreciated that. I loved the story um, based on a true story. You know me, that that kind of film is my sort of thing. And I just remember watching that film and going, wow, that was beautiful. Okay. Interesting. The and first terrifying. Time, first time I saw it, yep, almost blown away. Like really, really appreciate it. And one I just think. I think Mel Gibson's one of the most underrated directors of all time. I think the movies he directs are phenomenal, right? So I really got a kick out of it. Then when I watched it a second time on Blu-ray, when it got released, it was a steaming pile of shit. And I've probably watched it another two or three times since just to try and see if I was you know, overreacting. But no, it is a really poorly made film in so many ways. It's it's a hot mess. Um, and I think I was just... What changed your mind? What was it that... Well, because the first time I'd watched it, it was definitely going in as a champion of Mel Gibson, right? I'm on his mm-hmm. team. I fucking love him um, and and love the films he's directed. So my mind was made up. This is going to be great. Mel Gibson's back and he's making this Aussie film. Um, but then you go back and you watch it. Um, 
the story is really clunky the way it's structured. The accents are awful. There's some really bad Aussie doing American accents in there that they stand out like a sore thumb when you're paying attention. Um, the fucking, the scene, the great scene where he's rescuing people, bringing them up the fucking ropes. Please, Lord, let me get one more. And then he goes to get one. Please, Lord, let me get one. And it's fucking repetitive and it's so cheesy. And yeah, I just think it was, it's a hokey war film. It's really, yeah, completely over. Look, it's not going to stand out there with the best of the best in mm. terms of war films, but um, I just, I, I don't know. I just thought it was charming. Yep. And, yep. No, fair yeah. enough. Fair enough. Um, And that's fine because I did the first time too. So, But the girl who plays... His wife or whoever it is, I think mm-hmm. it's the main girl. She's an Aussie girl. Yeah. She's like, I'm sorry. She's a headache in human form for me. I can't. <laughs> Who was it? It's not Rachel Taylor. It's um... No, her name's Isabel. Oh, Isabel. Isab- oh, yeah, Isabel. Yeah, I know her. Man, she was back. on Neighbours or yes, Home go Away back or something. And what, it's probably on YouTube. Watch the interview she does on Rove's TV show back when he had that late night talk show. I loved Rove Live. Yeah, Rove was great, right? But she was on it as one of the hardest interviews he's had to do because it was like drawing blood from a stone. It is. And that's yeah. what it's like watching her on screen <laughs> yeah. as yeah. well. And I don't like to say this about people. I just, I'm especially fellow Aussies, I feel bad. But she is just a just a yeah. migraine of a person. It's like I'm she's sorry. it's like she's just walked straight off the Bachelor or something like that. She's one of those. Yeah. Um, she's got no character about her whatsoever, and mm-hmm. just are uh, vapid. <laughs> vapid. Oh my god, your words not mine. Lord. Oh, anyway, um, the, uh, speaking of Aussie films, um, have you seen Talk to Me? Has been doing great things. Uh, at the cinemas all around the world, the new Australian horror film that uh, both myself and Ben have seen. Jarrett from Good Movie Monday has seen as well. We all think it's one of the best Australian horror films of the last decade and one wow. of the best horror films, just globally speaking, for the last five years or so. It is that wow. good. Yeah. And it's done. Do you know Rucka Rucka, the two twin brothers on YouTube that do lots of stunt videos and things like that? Their name's Rucka Rucka. Um... You may have no. seen them, but um, they are the I two guys. Have. They are the two guys that have directed this. They're in their early twenties. They've you know they've made a fortune out of YouTube, and now they've decided they want to make movies. And they've just somehow pulled this fucking masterpiece out of their ass, and it is that fucking good. You would really like it, I think. As as would I? As scary as it is, it is also it's very much a sort of a millennial Gen Y Gen X kind of thing as well. It's very okay. young and hip, but it's very clever. It's original. It sort of it takes a few famous horror tropes, but then just completely contorts them and makes it unique. So yeah, wow, interesting. And it's, it's done my like, attention. Like it's um, it's drawn the attention. Jordan Peele tried to buy it to remake it. Like fuck off. Like get oh, it just fucked. came out. Yeah. Leave he, it alone. He, he wants to do the American version. It's like, well, no, this is doing well in America already. Fuck off. Uh, Stephen King has reached out saying it's one of the best. Um. Uh, wow, Sam Raimi, who made Evil Dead, like these two kids or guys, I should say, it's patronising. These two guys should um, be proud of themselves, and they've got everyone in Hollywood talking, and they are going to be the next big thing in Hollywood. And they're on this week's show on Good Movie Monday. Go back and listen because I spoke to them, and it's a great conversation. Wow, they're nice a ball of energy work. too. They're a ball of energy. They are like a twelve on the energy scale. That's awesome. That's really cool to hear. I really yep. enjoy that. Yeah. And Miranda Otto's in it and she's never been funnier. Oh, wow. Okay. Yep. Nice. Yeah. Very nice. Oh, 
well, your movie, your watching experience far outweighs mine this week. Um, decided to just put something on in the background this weekend and watched a movie called Robots, I think it was, with Jack Whitehall and Shailene Woodley. It's on Amazon Prime. I haven't seen it. Don't think what a I piece will. of shit yeah, that was. That. <laughs> um, look, the concept interesting. Yep. Very interesting concept. Um, just a pile of dog turds, really. Yeah. And I love Jack Whitehall. I think he's very funny. And actually, he is quite funny in this, and I will give him props, but that's probably the only redeeming feature of this movie. So uh, You've probably spoken about it too much, I reckon. Like, yeah. Yeah, okay, let's not sorry. draw no, no, let's just not draw attention to those shit movies. <laughs> I'm just telling people if you're looking for something to put on the background that you could not give two fucks about and just want some noise, it's perfect. Oh, okay. See, I um I made fun of my wife earlier today because she had something on in the background that was awful and she's reading her Kindle. And I'm like, mm-hmm. she looks at me, she goes, This is the worst. I'm like, why are you watching it? She goes, I don't know, it's just in the background. I'm like, Are you enjoying it? And she's like, No. I'm like, then turn it off. Like, don't no, watch it. I do this all the time. When I'm reading, I have pretty much, I have Survivor on in the background. And Anybody I that... chop and change from reading to watching Survivor. Yeah. I, 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 yeah. All right. Let's move on. Okay. Don't ask us how we work. That's just, that's just how it goes. Moving on. Moving on. All right. So what are we playing <laughs> next? Um, who, what doesn't belong? Yes. Who or Where we take a bunch of movie titles or people or whatever it is and we have to figure out out of that group what doesn't belong yeah i want to go first am i allowed to sure all right one of these does not belong okay oh i liked that apocalypse now mm-hmm. full metal jacket mm-hmm. the deer hunter mm-hmm. and the dirty dozen mm, i'm gonna say full metal jacket okay because that's a World War Two movie, and I don't think the other ones are. Full Metal oh, Jacket is not World War Two. Is that Viet? Is that a Vietnam? Yeah, that's a Vietnam movie. Okay, and so is Apocalypse Now. Mm-hmm. What was the fourth one? Dirty Dozen. Dirty Dozen. I don't think I've seen that. Okay, it's a great ensemble war film from the seventies, late sixties, early seventies. Yeah, great mm. stuff. Oh, I don't know. Oh. <laughs> I don't know. I'll stick with Full Metal Jacket. I don't know why, but I'll stick with that one. Great okay. movie. No, The Dirty Dozen's the odd one out because it's a World War II film and the others are Vietnam. Okay. Well, I was on the right track. I just did not have that right at all. Uh, there we go. M-I-C-K-E-Y-M-O-U-S-E, Mickey Mouse. All right. Glenifer. Mm. Who or what doesn't belong? <laughs> District Nine, mm-hmm. Back to the Future, yep, Galaxy Quest, mm-hmm. Men in Black. Ooh, District Nine, Back to the Future, Men in Black, Galaxy Quest. Okay, so just automatically in my mind, it's District Nine, just because thematically that doesn't quite fit. It's the only non-American film, so it's automatically. An odd one out. What other reasons would there be? You got Blumkamp, Mr. Black. Oh, no, Spielberg. District 9. No. Okay, fuck. What is it? 
I've identified a couple of ways. <laughs> back to the Future because it's the only sci-fi movie with no aliens in it. Ah, uh, yes. They That's think where he's, I was they, going they, with that. They think he's an alien. <laughs> I know. Oh, <laughs> uh, damn, I identified two other ways it doesn't fit in. <laughs> you, you identified really well. <laughs> I appreciate it. I though. overthought it. No, not really. I think you went with an interesting direction. All right. Thanks. You're welcome. That's a good way of saying that. Yeah, that was shit. No. An interesting direction. <laughs> what about what doesn't belong? Teen beach movie, confessions of a teenage drama queen, what a girl wants, and camp rock. Uh. uh... <laughs> Ooh. I wanted to go with teen beach movie, but I think it's How to Lose a Guy because Lindsay um, How to Lose a Guy have her own How to Lose a Guy um, Confessions of a Teenage Drama Confessions Queen. Confessions of a Dream a- Teenage Drama Queen. I want to say that one because Lindsay Lohan was the only one that kind of didn't have her own Disney <laughs> show. Okay. Let's go with that. That's an interesting way. <laughs> 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 um, <laughs> what a girl wants is the only one that's not Disney. Oh, what was Amanda Bynes? Oh, she was Nickelodeon. Yeah, was she Nickelodeon? Uh, that, no, that one was just like a Warner Brothers movie, I think. Oh, okay, all right, yeah, yeah. yeah. I think she, she was oh. Disney at one point in time, but um, she obviously her contract was either up or let her go elsewhere, and that was definitely not a Disney movie. And I might say go. that. Teen Beach movie is very underrated. That is one that everyone that enjoys a good family kind of film should go mm-hmm. back and watch. It is very tongue in cheek. If you like Barbie, the new Barbie movie, Teen Beach movie is along those lines because it's satirical and making fun of those beach movies from the sixties. Ah, yeah. we'll see. My oldest son is really into the shows now that actually have people in it, um, yeah. like those Disney shows and stuff. So yeah. that might be a fun one to watch. Lots with of him. song and dance beach type of theme. You know? Yeah. I like that. Yeah. All right. My next one. Mm. Okay. Braveheart. Mm-hmm. Gallipoli. Yep. Master and Commander. Mm-hmm. Lawrence of Arabia. Fuck. At first I'm thinking Mel Gibson, right? Because he's in the first two. Mm-hmm. I don't remember him being in Master and Commander. Lawrence of Arabia. Yes, I know. Um, What's the first one? Uh, Braveheart. Braveheart. Gallipoli. Master and Commander. Well, the first three are directed by Aussies. And Lawrence of Arabia is not. I'm just going to go with that. Okay. It's a nice direction that you took there. It's <laughs> a nice direction. Um, <laughs> the answer to that one was Gallipoli because it's the only sort of war-based feature film that happened in the 20th century. As if I was going to get that. <laughs> Braveheart, Master and Commander, yeah. Lawrence of Arabia, and then Gallipoli. Well, isn't Lawrence of Arabia and Gallipoli very closely in time? I don't think so. When's Lawrence of Arabia set? Let's have a look. Um, here. Ottoman Empire. Oh, shit. Maybe I got it wrong. I reckon so. Uh, where's the fucking plot? There we go. Yeah, it's the same era. Oh, 
oh, stop it. I got it wrong. World War One. Yeah. No. <laughs> so I got it right. <laughs> no, I didn't. <laughs> well, I fucked that one up, didn't I? <laughs> no, that's okay. Because I'll tell you what, you had me going for a minute when you said Full Metal Jacket is World War One and I'm like World War Two. I'm like, is it? And thank God it wasn't. I'm like, no, I'm pretty sure it's Vietnam. <laughs> I've seen it enough that I should know as well. Like, it's just not. Anyway. That's all right. What about um, who doesn't belong? Juliette Lewis, Kate Beckinsale. She always belongs. Kate Beckinsale, Angelina Jolie, or Gwyneth Paltrow? Mm. Juliette Lewis, Kate Beckinsale, Angelina, Angelina Jolie, Jolie, Gwyneth Paltrow. Gwyneth Paltrow. Mm. Mm-hmm. Might have uh, has Juliet Lewis won? I'm going in oh, in terms of like winning Oscars or something. Fair enough. <laughs> oh, maybe I'll go Kate Beckinsale because I don't know if she's won. Oh, I'm so stressed out. <laughs> This has really thrown me. Lock one I know... in. Lock one in. Oh, fucking Kate Beckinsale. For... Correct. Who knows? Oh, okay, cool. <laughs> She's the only one that hasn't been Brad Pitt's girlfriend. Oh. I forgot about him and Juliette Lewis. Yeah. Back Damn. in the California days. Damn. <laughs> Go you, Juliet. Jeez. Got one? All right. Yep. All right. Dark Shadows. Yep. Edward Scissorhands. Yep. Beetlejuice. Mm-hmm. Corpse Bride. Corpse Bride's the only one. No, they're all directed by Tim Burton. Mm-hmm. Um, Corpse Bride's the only animated one. Um, interesting way interesting of looking direction. at it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, okay, go again. Dark Shadows. Dark Shadows. Oh, hang on. Let me bring it back up again. Corpse Bride. Dark Shadows. Yep. Edward Scissorhands. Oh, Beetlejuice is the only one without Johnny Depp. Yes. yes. Oh, my God. You got it. Yes. Yes. <laughs> yes you're on my team. <laughs> Interesting. Pays off. <laughs> Good job. Excellent. All right. So your last one. Yep. Jennifer Lawrence. Halle Berry. Michelle Pfeiffer. Or Han- Anne Hathaway. I was going to say Han Hathaway then. Han Hathaway. Han, that's a good name for a girl. Han. Han. Um, Jennifer Lawrence. Say, you're going to have to say him again. Jennifer, Jennifer Lawrence. Lawrence, Halle Berry, Michelle Pfeiffer, or Anne Hathaway. Mm. Mm. I can give I don't you think... a clue if you want one. I'm going to go Pfeiffer. I don't know why, but I'm feeling Pfeiffery. Feeling fifery? Are you sure? I'm feeling for the fifes. All right, it's Jennifer Lawrence. Oh, she's the only one that has not played Catwoman. Oh, Halle Berry fifes. And Hathaway. I can't remember. And Hathaway. <laughs> oh yeah, she did, didn't she? Like Dark Knight, I think it was, or Batman yeah. Begins, one or the other. Yeah, that was dumb. <laughs> um. Oh, interesting. Give it time. Give it Give time. It time. 
There it was a mis- mystique or something in X-Men or something, though, wasn't yeah, it? Yeah, yeah, she was. Yeah. So yeah. She's, she's been in the Marvel-verse, though. That's not DC. So She's she's worn skin-tight Billy there. Wasn't it Pfeiffer who cracked her whip over and over again and got all of the heads off the yep. stat? Yeah, yep. that was tell cool. You what, her, like, that Tim Burton film, Batman Returns, is the greatest Batman film yeah, the greatest Batman film ever made. Like it is that, and the first one are just masterpieces. But her as Catwoman is just next level. Like it is just something Fox. else. Like, yeah. Like Fox you look at that. It. Not only do you have um, Michael Keaton as the greatest Batman that's ever lived, which is just not, it's irrefutable. Like, it's absolutely mm-hmm. irrefutable. Then you've got mm-hmm. Christopher Walken in it. You've got Danny DeVito as the Penguin. You've got Michelle Pfeiffer, Paul Rubens. Like it is just a delicious movie in every way. Delicious. I love that word. Yep. But yeah. Yeah. Yes. She excellent. nailed it. She nailed it. She Interesting. Did. There we go. Now we mentioned um Disney before. Mm. Um, did you read this week they've pulled out of the uh physical media market in Australia one hundred percent? Is this not... due to the strikes or no, this is just one of Disney are Disney are unpredictable at the moment. Everything they're doing is very um unpredictable. <laughs> and so they are have... up. They're the first major studio to decide they're going to not make physical media in Australia anymore. That's DVDs, Blu-rays, 4Ks, zero. So the the upcoming release, I think next week of, ah, uh, fuck, um, the newest Marvel film. What is it? I've forgotten already. An uh, Ant-Man one? No. Um, oh, Guardians of the Galaxy 3. Oh, That's okay. going to be their final release here. So that means moving forward, people that collect things have to get them from overseas and import them. So that includes the new Indiana Jones when that comes out. People like me that do collect physical media will have to go and buy it from America or the, you know, Europe. Um, it's, I mean, it's, it's not a surprising decision in many ways because the industry is sort of, you know, in a state of, you know, it's not decline, it's just in transition. Yeah. Which is which is partly what the strikes are about in America at the moment. But this is an odd one because Bob Iger, who runs Disney, came on board and his mission statement, right? His mission statement when he took over was we need to get back in the physical media market, right? He's like, we need to really refocus on DVD or on Blu-ray and 4K because it's it's the preservation of these films on a high def format. Um, the collector's market is still huge. People like physical media. Those that are still, yeah, absolutely. Those, those that still invest in it are very passionately invested in it. And that was his mission statement. So, you know, people like me that work in that area of the industry were very excited. Like this gives it a new lease on life, a bit of longevity on, on, on the whole physical media thing. And then boom, pulls the rug from under us this last week and totally unexpected against what he said, but also in the last few weeks, Disney have been pulling movies off their streaming platform. So it's contradictory. Like movies like um, Crater, which is a new Disney adventure film set on the moon, they've mm-hmm. yanked it. You can't get it anywhere now. So not only will you not be able to get it on their streaming flat platform, it won't have a physical media release here. So that means you can't get it. It's very weird. That is strange, unless they're planning on doing this to make more money down the road. Well, and that's like, the thing. Sure, income. That's the thing, which we speculated on Good Movie Monday, that this might be the return of what used to be called the Disney Vault system, which is what uh-huh. they did on home, on home video. They had a vault where a movie was locked I away. Seven years you had to wait for a movie, right? And then that mm-hmm. the, 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 the context of that or the reason for that was that when they get to that seven year, people are hungry for it and they will go out Mm -hmm. in droves and buy it. And that's a huge, you know, windfall cash wise, but 
does that work in the streaming environment? Like people want films now. Like that's the that's the nature yeah. of today's world. Like you want but entertainment, the thing is, you want it now. They will go elsewhere. So I don't know if that's going to be hurting. Or them can or they can them, they but... go elsewhere though? This movie was only available on the streaming platform, Disney Plus. But the thing is, people are so nonplussed about things these days. There is so much content out there. They're not going to be thinking about it. Oh, no, no, that movie will really be made a detrimental yeah. impact. You know what I yep. mean? So, like, yep. I mean, yeah, it depends on. I mean, if they pull all the Star it. Wars movies. Yeah, maybe, but you know. <laughs> Disney are getting savage all over the place, and I think it's their own doing. I think they've they've created a monster in the, within themselves. So, I mean, this decision's not going down well in Australia, but it's kind of understandable. The decision to pull movies from their platforms not understandable. We don't know why they're doing that, and it's really pissing people off. Uh, they're just constantly remaking their animated classics, which is actually pissing people off. If you look at the overall audience, they're pretty pissed off that, like, why not make original movies that we can go and see? We don't need to see remakes of things we already know. Um, yeah. They're getting savage because of all different kinds of um, diversity quotas, which, you know, sometimes works, sometimes doesn't. In the case of Snow White and the Seven Dwarfs, it doesn't work. He's re- they've replaced the dwarfs with. I do tall not want people. to get into that like, conversation whatsoever again. No, but I, I mean want, that I can't do it. But what I'm saying is they're just copying it from every direction, and it's 100 percent their own making. Mm, yeah, yeah. What I'm, dicks? I am not a fan of Disney right now. Disney, like, not Disney Plus. Disney dicks. Golden era of Disney is the greatest. Like uh, you know, take me back to the early Disney days, all the way up to maybe the early to mid 2000s and i'm on fucking board with that disney but mm. moving forward no nah, they can suck a dick yeah they need to eat a bag of dicks and rejig everything and just do things to make people happy and not yep. to make their money sorry i rambled there let's play another game final one for the show <laughs> okay this is one that you're always being good at it's i guess a year of release and i have come up with four lots of four this time which i fucked oh, up last me too. time okay good Uh, Do you want to go first on this one? Yeah, sure. I can go first. All right. Let's see if we can do this. All right. Ready? Mm -hmm. Lord of the Flies. Yep. Misery. Okay. So is it Lord Lord of the Flies remake? Um, I'll let you figure that out. I think we're going remake. Okay. Lord of the Flies, Misery, Mermaids, and Ghost. I reckon that's either 91 or 92. I'm going to say 91. You'd be close. 92. You'd be further away. Oh, it's 90? Yes. That's Otherwise known as the greatest year on the planet. <laughs> I The reason I reckon I fucked that up is because my brain goes to with that, that era. My brain goes to year of release in Australia. Right. Oh, so you... blame it on that. <laughs> That's so... fine. Whatever you need to tell yourself. Back those days, video stores were my life, right? So something like mm-hmm. all of those films would have gotten released a year or two after America. Um, but yeah, you definitely went with the Lord of the Flies remake, with Balthazar Gideon and whatnot. Yes. Yeah, I remember watching that for the first time with one of my friends from school and um, I don't know if she was much as a movie connoisseur as I thought I was back then either. And I thought it was wonderful. I thought it was, so- and I'd read the book as well. Mm-hmm. And she was like, what the fuck are you showing me? <laughs> yeah. And I did the same thing with Thelma and Louise. And she's like, I just want to watch like some teeny bopper, like yeah. 
let's watch my girl i'm like no let's watch thelma and louise and lord of the flies okay yeah i mean you you could sell it today to any of the kids as it's, it's just think of it as the original survivor <laughs> yeah no wonder <laughs> i love survivor so much little piggy oh <laughs> Make me so <laughs> all right guess the year of release animal house superman halloween and the buddy holly story um you always have to throw a superman in there at me don't you no um have i done that before yeah <laughs> Uh, 1970. Um, six. No. Halloween, 74. No. Damn it. 71. No. Oh. Oh, 79. 78. 78. Oh. Yes. However, I thought it was a lot earlier than that. 79 is the greatest year. (laughs) <laughs> nobody no all righty hit me all right xanadu mm-hmm. urban cowboy caddyshack yep. oh. fame now i want to say 82 lock 82 in lock it in eddie yep 80 bastards Bastards, all of them. Just think Australian time and then minus the year. (laughs) (laughs) All right, smart ass. (laughs) That was like sassy without being sassy. Very impressed. (laughs) Very impressed. Um, Guess this year of release The Animal, Bubble Boy, Joe Dirt, and Shallow Hell. Oh, it's early 2000s. I know that for sure. Is it? Yes. Okay. Stop trying to throw me off. I mean, consider that like American Pie was what ninety eight. Like it's it's the era for these sort of comedies. It's like you know, was it the early two thousands? Yeah, Bubble Boy, Shallow Howl, Mm -hmm. Joe Dirt. Yep. What was the last one? The animal. The animal. This is definitely early two thousand. I'm gonna go like two thousand. Two, 2001. Is that your last answer? Mm, I'm not feeling as confident tonight. I'm going to go 2002. 2001. Suck on that. <laughs> <laughs> so close. Early 2000. It was. All right, I'm fine. Okay. Calm down, Colin. All right. You're a shh. <laughs> All right, Girl, you ready? Settle down, woman. <laughs> <laughs> oh, swear to God. All right, ready? Okay. Respect, respect your elders. The Warriors. Mm-hmm. The Jerk. Yep. Mad Max and Rocky 2. 77. Locking it in? Yeah. Don't want to think about it? 74 or 77 or 75 or 76. (laughs) (laughs) So there's a good, like, four-year bracket there. Oh, fuck. Um, I'm going to say 77. 
Yeah. One would say it was the greatest year ever, but um, 79, fucking hell. Fucking hell. I reckon um, I fucking knew that with the Mad Max one too. What the fuck was I thinking? Yeah, I fucking don't know. Fucking. Fucking, yeah. Fuck. Chicken fucking. (laughs) (laughs) And the jerk, of course. Fucking hell. Uh, He hates these cans. On a road. All right. Last one. Horrible. Yeah, okay. Old school. Holes. Bruce Almighty. And Lord of the Rings Return of the King. 2004? You tell me when you're ready to lock it in. I'm not doing this whole, I'm going to guess this, I'm going to guess that. I'm just telling you, it's 2004. Oh, 2003. Yeah, see, I thought so. Talking about the Australian release, I forgot. (laughs) Take a year off. (laughs) Oh, if if only I could. uh... I'd love to. (laughs) Well, I mean... (laughs) Next one. All right. How about Butch Cassidy and the Sundance Kid? Mm. The Love Bug, Mm -hmm. Easy Rider, Mm -hmm. and Midnight Cowboy. Oh. Uh, I don't even fucking know. I'm going to go 68. 69. Stop! Seriously? <laughs> yeah. I was going to say 69. Oh, of course you were. Uh, yeah, we don't know what you say. <laughs> was. Oh, good ones. You got me this week. No, I've gotten all of mine wrong. Yeah, so have I. Rude. Well, then we, we both suck. <laughs> we're off our game. <laughs> we're off. Uh, some would argue I'm never on it. Well, I mean, you're not wrong. <laughs> you are not wrong. Where's that off switch? Fucking hell. Like... <laughs> Just... <laughs> the pink light off. And... Oh, that's right. Oh, Sam. See ya. You don't have to turn on I'm your still here, light. damn it. Sam. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Is it your turn? That's it. You tapped me out. Tapped you out. I've got one more. Yeah. Oh, go for it. How come I just gave you one and I'm going again? How does that work? I gave it to you. Oh, I don't know. But I gave, maybe did I go twice? <laughs> I do not know. Okay, well, I'll give you another one because I've only okay. done three. Okay, cool. Go for All it. All right, so Cruella, mm-hmm. Luca, mm-hmm. Free Guy, and Dune. Mm-hmm. 2021. Yes, you were looking that up. I could tell. I literally just spilled out of my mouth. Should never have gone for another one. Apologize. God, it's really hard being this good um, <laughs> and a winner. You know, they say that uh, that uh, I don't even, I can't even remember the word, so I can't even finish out. I'm gloating. God damn it. Modesty. Is it modesty? No. Well, that's another week, people. Thank you very much for watching. I uh, hope you've had a good time. And you know, I, I can't say the same for us, but you know, it's been a show. Let's give it that. It's been a show. You can find it's been us something. You can find us all over social media. Go to goodmoviemonday.com. Go to the Uplate tab. That'll take you to all of our platforms, including TikTok. Go find us on TikTok. Drop us a comment because some of the I don't know if I'll even mine any moments from this episode and put them up there. Maybe. Modesty. It is modesty. Modesty is my middle name. It is. I got it. It's fine. I'll see you next week.